coming to you live from a fogged out apartment somewhere in the United States. It's the TH Cinema Podcast. My name is Dan, and with me, as always, is the sweet engine to my music. Just a couple of sexy boys and girls. <laughs> the cream to my crop that rises to the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snort. Hello. Silent John. Hello. And... What? What's that? By God, who's that coming down the ramp? By God, it's Frank. It's Frank the Whale Man. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> hello, hello. And here to special guest referee this fucking episode. That's a great reference. <laughs> is Frank. Hello, everybody. Hey, buddy. Welcome back. Thanks for having Welcome. me. Glad, glad to see you. Hopefully, you uh, call a good, clean fight today. Right down the middle. <laughs> For this slobber knocker. Super slam summer. Super slam. Super slam summer. Super slam summer. Okay, yeah, that was all four of us. <laughs> well, Frank, being a avid wrestling fan, honorary fucking special guest referee for tonight, because we're going to be watching Ready to Rumble to wrap up our Super Slam summer. Hell Yes. Ready to Rumble is a movie that captured me as a young youth. I was nine years old when this movie came out. It came out 2000. Two fucking thousand. <laughs> okay? Like, this movie plays a very special part to my childhood. David Arquette at his fucking finest and so much more. Yeah. So we thought it only proper to have Frank back here to talk about Ready to Rumble, it being one of his favorite movies and... Two of his favorite people having never seen it. I can't fucking believe it. Like, I really can't, John. Of all people. Like, this is right down your fucking alley. I, I know. Honestly, I really, I don't know how this happened. Because it was like a movie, too, that I feel like was on TV a lot. I had every opportunity. I watched a lot of movies on TV, like, in my childhood. But I, I wasn't a WCW guy. Maybe that was my oh, problem. Oh, come on. I was too, okay. you know, too uh, loyal to the Fed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I wouldn't have watched it when I was a youth, and since Silent John hasn't seen it yeah. still, then I have not seen it. Yeah, it is very much of a boy movie, so it's understandable that uh, Yeah, has but never I seen fuck it. with wrestling. You do fuck with wrestling, and we all fuck with wrestling. And in <laughs> honor of the end of Super Slam Summer, Snort has prepared some wrestling questions. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> This is a rapid fire wrestling oh, questions. A battle royale. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ring the bell. I guess you say ring the bell first. <laughs> ring the bell. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> okay, we're going to go around the room. Okay, we'll start with uh, you, Silent John. Favorite current wrestler? Oh my god, it's it's tough, and I, I I'll be totally honest. I don't watch as much as I used to, but if Seth Rollins or like Gunther are wrestling, I'm I'm all eyes. I'm sold. Okay, so I like Gunther is my choice. I wish they would have changed his name. Walter is so much cooler, in my opinion. I see Gunther's grown on me though. I mean, he's okay. just fucking badass. Well, that's it. So I mean, you could change his name. He's still gonna be badass, but he's incredible. He's my favorite current. I have been out of this game for a long, <laughs> long fucking time. I still buy the wrestling games every year just to like make my own guy and fuck around because I'm a wrestling fan and I don't know anybody that he's fighting, so I can't really fucking know anybody. <laughs> I mean, it could still be the hurricane. He's back? <laughs> he never left. And I'm kind of in the same boat as Silent John and Frank that I don't watch as much wrestling nowadays. But my favorite is like a tie between Finn Balor and Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. Sami choices. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next question. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? 
Well, that's why we snapped into Slim Jims today. It's the Macho Man. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's he's just classic. He's timeless. He's he's the best. Yeah, I mean, one of one of oh, one of one of. Excuse me, sir. Right. Because the best is woo. I, I knew it. Ric Flair, no question. I mean, what sixteen-time world champs? Sixteen times. <laughs> For me, the best wrestler of all time is the guy who puts on the best fucking show in the ring. And to me, that's the whole fucking show. <laughs> Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam. All right. All right. Man, he's so fucking cool. He's so cool. And he smokes a ton of weed. He's so <laughs> smooth as a wrestler. Okay, guys, but make some room because we've got the Heartbreak Kid. The showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania Sexy Boy himself, Shawn Michaels, entering the chat <laughs> as the best wrestler of all time. Awesome. He thinks he's cute, but he knows <laughs> he's sexy. <laughs> okay, next question. Best entrance music. Silent John. Man, this is tough. This is very tough because there's a lot of classics that like don't have any... like words there's no lyrics to them mm -hmm. what yeah <laughs> what like stone cold feels like it should be up there but i don't know edge edge has got such a good theme song yeah. to me like when it just kicks in like da -da 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 -da. Right. shit's going down frank uh mine stone cold like yeah. the glass yeah. break is so iconic once you hear it like it just draws everyone's attention like everyone no it's just my favorite yeah for sure yeah, I'm with Frank on this. I like one with like a nice opening flourish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to me, there's no opening flourish better than the rocks. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's solid. You hear that coming out and you're fucking right. you're you know he's running down the ramp fucking tearing his fucking Bahama shirt off. You get that dramatic stop and like look over the shoulder. Oh fuck. <laughs> uh this was a this was a hard one for me to pick. So I just kind of I just went John Cena because I feel like it's classic and it's been kind of the same like I feel like most of the time that I've known John Cena wrestling, so I don't know. It's super iconic. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's a fun one. You know, yeah. it's interactive. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, everybody like, John knows. Cena, <laughs> I know it's, it's but yeah. I love John Cena. Exactly. <laughs> okay, next question: favorite heel. Okay, maybe controversial, but like probably the most hated character of all time. It's just Vince McMahon as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's one of mine, but I'll, I'll just say, yeah, Vince McMahon for sure. Yeah, I'm going to just pile on Vince McMahon, yeah. Vince McMahon as a human and as a fucking heel. Yeah. Did anyone have any other honorable mentions, I guess? Yeah, I did. Um, I thought the Triple H and uh, Ric Flair, the evolution, that era, like them two together were like some of my favorite heel moments. See, evolution was great, but Triple H just... Never fucking lost, and it I drove know, me. Nuts. But I drove me nuts. But it's such a good heel. Like I feel like, Ugh. like everyone. I mean, yeah, you can look at it. It was a ways. long eighteen months, <laughs> long, <laughs> and like <laughs> Ric Flair just by his side, strutting the whole time. <laughs> just, it's the best. I don't know. For me, it's always going to be the bad guy, fucking Razor Ramon. That's, no, no. That's good. That's a good one. Dang. I didn't really have an answer. I couldn't think of anyone except maybe, maybe Kane. Only because he really scared me when I was a kid. Man. So he had a stretch. I mean, yeah, he did he this, was, yeah, that was it. See no evil or whatever. <laughs> that that was like crazy, scary, brutal Kane. Like that was. <laughs> God, because yeah, I remember when he ripped his mask off. Yeah, oh, your boy God. RVD got demolished. He got <laughs> <laughs> and it fucking sucked. It was it was it was fucking heel turn. Okay, this next question is the one I'm looking forward to the most. If you were a wrestler, what would your entrance music be? Is This is probably the hardest one on the yeah, list. Really? Yeah. Oh, I have thought about this so many times. Well, like, you could definitely pick, like, a classic song. and it, that may, Like, Sandman has a, having a inner Sandman, the crowd singing along. Like, that's fun and everything. But I don't know. I, I try to dig deep, and I went with My Chemical Romance somehow. Hell yeah. Uh, a song called Destroya. I don't know if any of you know this song, but if I were to play it now, you'd be like, okay, yeah, that's that's like a wrestling <laughs> intro song. Uh, mine's Creed. Can you, take, <laughs> can you take me higher? You son of a bitch. That's my song. <laughs>
I think uh, I think Wrestling Dan would have two personas: one where he was really light and bubbly, like New Day style, and the other where he was really dark, like The Undertaker. Okay, I like that. So I would have like Young Gravy as the light and oh. bubbly side, and Suicide Boys as the dark side. <laughs> Suicide Boys monster. Okay, I also thought about two different things. <laughs> Okay, so my wrestling character originally would come out to Woman by Kesha. The, I'm a motherfucking woman. (laughs) Okay, girl power. And then I would probably like, I don't know, either get injured or not stick around that long. I disappear (laughs) for a while. And then I'm coming back to the bitches back by Elton John. You, you, you thought all the way through getting hurt, coming back for a different song. Because I want to use both songs. Oh, that's awesome. So that's how I get away with it. Look at you becoming an amateur wrestler before our eyes. <laughs> Already booking your, your whole like summer. Okay. Well, our final question in this wrestling questionnaire is, since we're at the end of our Super Slam Summer... What's your favorite wrestling actor? And I have to start because, guys, I have finished the marathon. I am officially a part of the family. I have been through all Fast and Furious movies. And I'm not going to spoil anything because I'm going to talk about it later on Instagram. But after seeing Fast X last night, John Cena, favorite wrestling actor. Yeah, as a fellow family member, John Cena was pretty good in, in Fast X. Not as great in F9. Don't know what, what was going on in that. I think the creators of Fast and Furious or the whoever was fucking making it at the time saw Peacemaker and was like, we should do that with John yes. Cena. So it worked. It was great. However, he is not my favorite wrestling actor. It's Batista. I mean, we guys, we talked about this. How is it not Batista? I know. Agreed. Batista is also my favorite. Um, Drax, like, just hard to beat for me. Well, and now he's just like expanding his his little flavors and his roles, and he's doing so many great things. I yeah. love it. Uh, I'm gonna pile on top of that. I'm gonna go with Batista, unfortunately. Oh. Sorry, Snort. I do love Peacemaker, though. Yeah, Peacemaker's I love me some so Peacemaker. Good. It's John fucking Cena. amazing. John Cena's great, but yeah. Don't worry, I got my family. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, The Rock is a part of that family as well. That's fine. <laughs> Well, I hope you're prepared to see a bunch more fucking actor wrestlers to an extent tonight. To a very big extent. A yeah. real extent. Whatever. Yeah. Like, it's more like a Royal Rumble, like, surprise entrant cameo fest for people that you know. <laughs> I mean, that's what I want in a movie like yeah. this, though. I don't expect all these wrestlers to be phenomenal top-of-the-line actors. Just come in, get your shit in, and you can go. It also helps a lot of them are just playing themselves. They, which is a character. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it works out well. Yeah, there there is a lot of like you know, in the pretend wrestling universe, they're actually beating the shit out of each other types. Right. You know, wrestling misdirection type stuff. Yeah. You have to you know, put it under the table, or get the tables, <laughs> put them through the tables. I'm so confused. Exactly. Get the tables. But overall, I really fucking love this movie. I am with Frank on this being like a perfect wrestling movie. It's like one of the only wrestling movies. And I know it's WCW, which is kind of like Walmart fucking wrestling to <laughs> WWF's target at the time. Very true. But this is like, well, they're at their peak. Like these characters, like DDP, and like they're at the top of the line back then. Like this is 2000. Yeah, this is an era where Perry Saturn was high up on the Perry Saturn, Rey Mysterio, hashtag, I'm not going to say it, I won't spoil it. Booyaka, booyaka. What? Okay, fuck it. No mask. He's not a mask in the movie. You okay. see his bare face. Oh, you don't see that often. Wow, he took his mask. Spoil- I just spoiled for that for you. But it's like in the first. Ready to rumble. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like that was a period of time where he wasn't wearing it in WCW. Oh, yeah. There was a yeah, time yeah. he didn't wear it. That's a good point. I didn't watch exactly him in WCW. You're gonna fucking. This is gonna put you back. Seven year old John Man. sitting on his couch, and this is what's happening. I missed all of this. Damn it. And this movie was kind of just uh, WCW. They were the second-rate fucking promotion at this time, and they were trying to raise their capital. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, kind of tanked their own capital. (laughs) (laughs) Because to promote this movie, they did make David Arquette the champion for a while. Such a big mistake. But, I mean, yeah, that was a rough time in the old WCW. Uh, But don't worry about that. Just let the movie. Worth it. So all, worth it. All that stuff about him winning, you know, the World Heavyweight Championship and people 
getting really, really mad about it. I don't understand it. Was it a bad decision? Absolutely. Yeah. It's probably not what you should do with your prestigious title. <laughs> but why are you people that fucking mad? <sighs> it was something different, at least. Fuck. I know. I agree. Okay, because... Okay, yeah, this is my stance also. I... Okay, if you're going to be upset and stuff about it, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, was it his decision? No. Why are you, like, hating on poor David Arquette? We love David Arquette. We love David Arquette We love David Arquette. A lot. Now we love David Arquette. Back then, he was just kind of, like, still the guy from Scream. That's true. Uh, But, but, see, I don't know. I love love Dewey, so (laughs) I I will always love David Arquette. It doesn't matter. And, yeah. and to be fair, wrestling fans in the 2000s were very rabid. Oh, Jesus. And in comparison, WWF had like Degeneration X running wild all over the WCW yeah, exactly. at this time. I will say I'm kind of surprised by that, though, because I would I would think that Scream and wrestling fans, there would be a lot of crossover. So I am kind of surprised by it. Yeah. I mean, he was a big movie star back then. Like he was doing... Was it Eight Legged Freaks oh, and yeah. uh, other shit like that? So he was just a big name. He's honestly was just a huge wrestling fan. And when they got this involved, and then they were like, "Hey, I mean, if someone comes up to you and is like, hey, you want to be world champion, are you gonna say no? Fuck no! Yeah, You're gonna ima- say imagine yes, right now if Timothy Chalamet came out of nowhere and fucking suplexed <laughs> somebody and took the fucking belt. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but think, I mean, there's. We have Jake Paul and stuff exactly. at WrestleMania, Bad Bunny and stuff at WrestleMania, and I'm, I mean they're doing good matches and stuff, but but what's the fucking di- like really? Yeah, but David Arquette didn't really earn his stripes till later on. Very true. Okay. Very true. Touche. But it's just poor little David Arquette. He's just a nice guy. <laughs> Man, Snort and I watched the David Arquette documentary last night. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, like, I have a newfound, like, respect. It's not that I didn't respect David Arquette. Once again, love the guy. And I, I did, there wasn't a time where I didn't dislike David Arquette. Like I said, I was a WCW kid. Love forever. But the amount of work and effort that he put into becoming the wrestler he ended up becoming was fucking awesome. Like, literally almost dying. Yes. Yeah. That's wild shit. Oh my wow. god! And it, it's due in part to everybody shitting on his time in WCW. Like he took it personally, and then when he was near fifty years old, he's like, "I'm gonna put the fucking work in and prove everybody wrong." Wild. Yeah, we all do love us some David Arquette. He's definitely, you know, coming to his own, and he's one of those internet guys that everybody just loves to love. Brendan Fraser levels, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because he's Deputy Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> And we do get a little bit of a Scream reunion in this because Rose McGowan's in this movie. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a fun surprise. Nice. And apparently she fucking hated it. Really? Oh, I could imagine yeah. her being on a set with a bunch of wrestlers. Mm. Yeah. This was mm-hmm. not a good time. A bunch of juiced up dudes. Second rate juiced up dudes nonetheless. Yeah. Oh. Dang, I, I'm assuming that's why she didn't enjoy her time. No, I think, well, she didn't want to do the movie in the first place. Oh, okay. But she kind of got forced to do it by her agent. Oh, nice. And yeah, you could you could definitely tell that she wasn't happy <laughs> in this movie. Is she the Nitro girl? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you also get Scotty Kahn from one of the Oceans movies or whatever, James Kahn's kid, as like Deputy Doobie's little buddy. He's really good in this. He's funny. Oliver Platt. Love him. Who is that? Well, <laughs> he is going to be Jimmy King, like the main wrestler um, that is focused. Well, I mean, is he in anything else? Yeah, he's the like the food critic and chef. Um, mm, he's in, he's in okay. a lot of movies, okay. just like smaller parts. Um, what was it? Lake oh, what was that? Lake Placid. Yeah, 1999 classic. Mm-hmm. Giant alligator movie. Yep. Betty White. Uh, <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Betty White in an alligator movie? Yeah. He was on Murphy Brown for a long time. Okay. He did that. I thought you guys would say something that I would know. You, you know <laughs> the movie Chef with... Uh, I mean, I know that, but I don't remember that. The food critic? Okay. Anyway. Well, even better, because now you're just going to see him as Jimmy King. Oh, and he's okay. so <laughs> fucking good. And he's kind of like a Jerry the King Lawler type, type, but not like type, type. But he's the guy that they're like... Big fans of, and they want to help him 
after he gets the Montreal screw job. Yeah, basically. Um, oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's like Jerry the King Lawler on the front, but like really trailer park trash. Mm-hmm. On, He's on a mullet. Side. He's a definite mullet. It's the best. It's the best. I do enjoy a good mullet. <laughs> All right, and tons of fucking cameos from every fucking wrestler. Even the one that you can't see is in a background scene in this. Wow. I actually think I knew that. I feel like I saw, saw I read an article. Does he have like blonde hair in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah prototype okay. era. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you can't see him. That. Okay, make sure to point him out. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be, there's Easter eggs all over the place. All okay. Over. okay. So I'm very excited for you guys to watch this. Frank, you very excited for them to watch this? Oh my God, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to to right a few wrestling wrongs in my life today with with you guys. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah, same. All right, are you guys ready to rumble? Let's not get sued by doing Let's it like Michael Buffer. Yeah. All right, let's let's get ready to do to do just that. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> and now our feature presentation snort and john found the movie and got a bunch of snacks and we're back and we just watched ready to rumble Whee! i'm not even gonna beat around the bush snort i need i need the initial reaction because you don't look too happy over there <laughs> I hated this really so much. <laughs> like specific things about it no. or as a... Everything. Everything. Like, <laughs> I I thought about... Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> I have no word. Like, I just hated this movie. <laughs> I hated everything about it. I really don't even know, like, how much I can talk about this movie... I just hate hated everything about like there. I can't say anything other than that. <laughs> At some point during this movie, I asked uh, John how long this movie was, and he didn't know. He googled it and showed me. Do you know, this? This movie was an hour forty seven. I. I remember the exact moment because I looked over and looking at your reaction, I knew the question that you asked, and I immediately went to my IMDb also. <laughs> how long it was to see how disappointed you were. If you only saw the devastation <laughs> in her eyes when she saw the runtime. Oh, no. I witnessed it firsthand. I saw it happen. Oh I just had to verify the information. <laughs> well, Snort, I'm really sorry because unfortunately for you, the back half of the podcast, we're going to be talking about this movie for the next <laughs> half an hour or so. So I'm sorry to re-traumatize you. <laughs> but let's talk about Ready to Rumble. <laughs> John, do you have an inverse reaction to this? Uh, look, I, I will start by saying, is this a good movie? No, it is not a good movie. No. <laughs> oh, but I did have fun. It... It was way more like teenage boy humory than I thought it would be. I guess <laughs> I, I, David Arquette just didn't give a fuck. Not not at all. Most of the people in this movie probably didn't give a fuck. Like the the wrestling of this, loved. That's what it came for. Right. The bits in between, a couple <laughs> questions maybe. I don't. know. <laughs> Some thoughts. Yeah, as much as we gushed over David Arquette and we love David Arquette as a person. Yeah. David Arquette in the 2000s was pretty close to insufferable. Man. He's, okay, 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 okay. Hold on. He, okay, David Arquette person and in the Scream universe, I love. <laughs> David Arquette in this movie, I, I, I hated, I loathed <laughs> in this movie. He's on the same level as Polly Shore. Oh, wow! Dang, am I wrong? I've like, never I heard it compared so. that way. But you know what? Back then, we also had Tom Green. So by comparison, <gasps> he wasn't the decades <laughs> Polly Shore. 
but was he that far off? <laughs> he, well, looking through this lens, yes, he was a Pauly Shore, but he wasn't the <laughs> Pauly Shore of the 2000s. We had worse. Okay. It Man, it sucks because before we started this movie, we were all pretty defensive, and I still am for David Arquette, but I guess watching this movie, I can see the disdain <laughs> in why people were a little upset with him in the wrestling verse. Yeah, it all makes sense now. Like when you watch it when you're a kid, you think it's the best it's, thing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And I remember like the great clips. Right. The wrestling, the stupid little funny jokes, like the getting hit in the nuts, yeah. like all that stuff. But then you watch it again and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And this movie was made in the year of our Dark Lord 2000. <laughs> so it does come out of the gate swinging, dropping the R bomb. Yeah. Within the first like five lines of dialogue. Not that that it like justifies it, but I guess it makes sense to a movie like this. That, those early 2000s movies, it's almost like if they don't drop it, you're more surprised, weirdly enough. You're more surprised by the amount of restraint yeah. they had of not including it. <laughs> and we start out the movie when we do meet our two heroes, Scotty Kahn and David Arquette, sitting outside a gas station. <laughs> Are you just scoffing at the word heroes? I can't believe. Just called them heroes. (laughs) (laughs) And they are preaching to a bunch of little kids about wrestling. And they are just a bunch of grown-ass 11-year-old boys. That's pretty much what you're getting from it. They're drinking slushies and holding wrestling magazines. And David Arquette goes inside and gets into a dream sequence fight with the guy that works in the convenience store. Yeah, just impromptu promo battle to start the movie. (laughs) It's the best opening little scene. It's so much fun. This was the exact moment that I knew I was going to hate this. Oh, (laughs) my. I thought you liked it. Not to. Oh, God. 45 seconds into it, Snort was like, yep, my mind is made the fuck up on this one. Yeah, I... Oh, I, I just hate... I don't like this, like, crazy David Arquette. Like, I don't... Oh. (laughs) <laughs> it just gives me like the ick I do not like it He's a lot to handle But something we do like is the cameo from the one and only Motherfucking macho man <laughs> You mean to tell me You're gonna blow the macho man appearance In the opening of the movie He comes and goes He snaps into a Slim Jim And he's gone Just like that Yeah. Just bang That's it With that being said Fucking awesome. Love the Macho Man. <laughs> yeah, this is the first of our little wrestling battles. They have a wrestling battle in the convenience store. I like I like the ring popping up around it yeah. and the shelves. Yeah. Man, and that's the thing is, with that scene, there was so much promise with this movie. I was I hyped up from the get-go. It's like, I don't even know how this happened, why it's happening, but let's get it on. We're ready to rumble. And, and then it went a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Snort, how did you feel? <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. I was like, it's, "Am I watching this movie?" Like, I was so confused. Yeah, we were all confused because it was just a little dream. But this is also where we get to meet uh, the Deputy Dewey's dad, <laughs> Triple D. Oh, fuck that guy! Oh, come on! The gunslinger! <laughs> the gunslinger! Yeah, fucking wear a vest every time you're around that dude. <laughs> The worst fucking police officer. <laughs> Sheriff, I think. Sheriff. State trooper. <laughs> like, in 2000, that's what I pictured, like, the state troopers up there would be like. Well, I, like, uh, to be fair, that's how I still In Wyoming? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, except they're harassing white kids. <laughs> <laughs> and here's where we find that apparently all... This fucking giant man-child has to do is pass a fucking exam, and then he's a cop also. Fucking tick that checks the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is this the most accurate portrayal of the police force and their upbringing? Minus the Punisher sticker <laughs> yeah. with the thin blue line. <laughs> I don't know. Given the state of that town, I'm sure every car's got one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every oh, yeah. single one. But they ain't got time for that shit because they only got time for some shit because their profession of choice is uh, shit suckers. <laughs> yep. No. No. Again, sorry, Snort. Movie built for 11-year-old boys. Of course they work in poop. It's just gross. And just... 
Ugh, no, not for me. And we start to meet our like colorful little locals, the 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 little handyman that pop up later on. <laughs> it's kind of like you know Springfield. We get to meet all these little people that live in this town, like the old lady that likes to curse, and they just you know fill about forty seconds later on in the movie every once in a while. <laughs> The 80-year-old wrestling fan, crazy old lady. I mean, you know what, though? If if I could say two good things about this movie, I'll start with, with that lady. Seeing that lady and her passion for wrestling honestly made me miss, like, everybody kind of loving wrestling. I mean, when I was a kid, it was just like, I didn't know anybody who didn't. Who like didn't. Wrestling, you know right. what I mean? And it was one of those things, like, yeah, you just gather groups of people, and it was fucking diehards. It's like... You were kind of, you were the more adult version of like David Arquette in this movie, I guess. Yeah, it was also you know the the late nineties, early two thousands, where you had to have a grandma, old lady saying something that you wouldn't expect. I'm right. pretty sure that's the same rapping grandma from The Wedding Singer, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? I'm pretty sure. I'm ninety five percent sure that's the rapping grandma. But this is also the area where you got you know Betty White and Lake Placid. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's just part of the times. It's a cultural thing at that point. <laughs> but they got some plans tonight. They got to fucking bust out because they got to get to motherfucking WCW Nitro. And Cheyenne, Wyoming. Cheyenne, Whee! Wyoming. Cheyenne. Because they got to see their favorite wrestler in the world, Jimmy King. Fucking Jimmy King. <laughs> Jimmy King, dude. I will rule you. He's the best. Jimmy King was something, let me tell you what. I don't know if, if I agree that Jimmy King was the best, unfortunately. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> well, someone who's definitely not the best was our Vince McMahon of the movie, fucking Joey Pantleonos. <laughs> Joey Pants over there. And Joey Pants and fucking Diamond Dallas Page, they got a fucking plan because these are our heels of the movie. Yeah, no, they're the heels. They are the band guys. I don't know. I kind of really like DDP in this movie. I oh, thought he was like a really good actor. Absolutely, he was. He was totally sold in it. But I mean, he was essentially playing himself, like like you said earlier, right. Frank. But uh, I don't know. I I kind of wish we got some more DDP movies just yeah, on this performance yeah, yeah. alone. I can definitely say that DDP was better in this movie than Hulk Hogan was in any fucking movie <laughs> he did ever. I totally forgot. He was in like the, the three ninjas at the end of them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He was in everything back then. Oh, in the oh, 90s. I was like, wait, DDP is like, what? <laughs> no, was, was DDP in anything else like other than this? Oh, I want to say he was in some like low horror movie type shit, yeah. probably also. Yeah. Probably a vampire or something or other at some he's point. Got a, he's a bad guy in something. The bad guy. Yeah, probably. But they're setting up the fucking Montreal screw job of Montreal screw jobs here because Jimmy King's a little bitch. Not a professional at all. He's not showing up on time. <sighs> He's hard. showing up drunk. Like, See, that's what I'm saying. Is Jimmy King really the best? Come on. You got to put the work in, guys. Yeah, you know. <laughs> sometimes. But hey, it ain't always about the work. I mean, if you're a pro wrestler, it's about the charisma. And he's got it. Well, at times. At times, he does. I mean, he shows up late, hops in the ring, cuts a great promo. The he, crowd's rocking. He he does turn it on pretty quickly. I'll give him that. Give and then that. he hits a little, his little fucking song, and then, bang, ready to roll. No, no, he's a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, just not a professional at all. No, not at all. But we do get to see a lot of professionals in this, because we get to see, like, Booker T fucking popping by, Rey Mysterio's in the ring, like, it's just a who's who of second-rate wrestlers from WCW <laughs> in 1999. Was this just like the remaining roster that they had left at the time? They're like, fuck, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they like hid that in their contracts for that year. Like, you're all going to be in this fucking movie with David Arquette. And he's going to get your belt for a while. You can't get mad at us when we give this actor your belt. So they totally just like film those after... Like actual events, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Or the like day a, before yeah, or something. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Right. Just like, hey, guys, I need you to fucking hang around for an hour and do some stunts in the ring. And then it's just a quick little thing. It's just a quickie. Nothing, nothing. Just quick. We're making a movie. Yeah. <laughs> David Arquette's got this. <laughs> I did want to point out that the stunt man for David Arquette was none other than the hurricane himself. No. Shane what? Helms. What? Really? Mm hmm. Yeah, anytime you see David Arquette flipping around, like big flipping, not like little David Arquette can yeah. flipping, you know. Flopping like a fish. Yeah. 
That was the hurricane. Stand I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but in the ring, shit goes down, and this is where it turns from like wrestling's fake and things happen behind the scenes to all of a sudden wrestling is a real boxing match all the time and everybody actually hates each other. And it's kind of where, you know, the wrestling's not fake thing becomes, yeah, I guess wrestling's not fake in this universe anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I think maybe like at that time, it was like kind of more like that in the locker room than it is probably now. Like people not liking each other. Oh, yeah, back then everybody like, fucking hated each other oh, like, yeah. all the time. So... I'll tell you what, though, another another thing that I did enjoy in this movie is I'm glad that when I learned that wrestling was, in fact, fake, I know, I know. I wait, wasn't... wait, wait, wait. Hold, <gasps> hold on a second. I, Dan, I'm so sorry. <sighs> Fuck, this whole time? Yeah, I know. I, I hate for this to be the moment, but yeah. So are you telling me that Diamond Dallas Page really didn't drag a casket out of the ground? He didn't? Well... To be fair, he te- he technically did. That part was kind of <laughs> kind of real, <laughs> or was it? Regardless, I am very happy. Yeah, that when I learned that wrestling wasn't real, that I didn't get as mad as some people do in this movie. Some people <laughs> take it a little too seriously. <laughs> just just a smidge. Yeah, David Arquette, to name one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the passion. It's the passion of the wrestling fan. Could you imagine if Twitter was around oh then? Could you imagine them on Twitter? Oh, they'd be banned. <laughs> <laughs> they would be blocked by Jimmy King so fucking quickly. Before they could even sign up. Oh my god. But Jimmy King does lose his belt to the goddamn four-post massacre. Not the four-post massacre. Nobody kicks out of Nobody the can survive this. No. No one survives the four-post massacre. Nobody. At this point, Jimmy King's lost the belt. The boys are driving back. They're all sorts of fucking sad. They're fucking in the car. They're fucking in their little shit truck. <laughs> Crying their eyes out. A little sniffly. A little sniffly, the allergies. <laughs> and then it's an 11-year-old fucking boy movie because <laughs> they roll over and get covered in poop. <laughs> I think I'm just at my point in my life where I don't need people to get covered in sh- well. You no, know, because you don't giggle still. Well, we saw Babylon. I, I enjoyed that <laughs> shit. We like to see our people get covered in shit, classy, yeah. okay, <laughs> tastefully covered in shit. Okay, that's kind of an odd realization to have mid sentence. Like, well, actually, I do kind of kind of like the shit scene sometimes. <laughs> that was a selling point of the movie when we were you were dragging me to it. Yeah, in the first couple of minutes, an elephant shits on somebody. Jeez. Fucking in. Babylon, work of art. Unfortunately, David Arquette getting covered in shit. Not as great. Not as great. No, no, no. And then you get the the, the comeuppance of the, the fucking semi-truck full of toilet paper coming and hitting the shit truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of your few audible moments during the movie. I, yeah, I think I just yelled, are you kidding me? <laughs> I think this was very close to the time where you had John do the fucking time check. I, I, yes, I do think it was right around this time. And it's not like super far into the movie. <laughs> you know, I don't even really think you're halfway there yet. No, no, no. We're still like, we're at the first act. This is the end of the first act. It's covered in shit and toilet paper. This is the second and the third. So the boys with nothing else to fucking lose decide what's the point of going home. We've lost our shit truck. We've lost our business, our lives. Our mission on Earth at this point is to help Jimmy King regain his fucking title. What would King do? WWKD. <laughs> fucking bracelets. <laughs> I forgot all about those. Never. Which, that just reminds me of shit because they were eaten by the shit truck at that time. <laughs> <laughs> the drip. The solid drip of shit. whole movie through. just dripping in shit. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's this moment where they decide that they want to help the king, where this movie kind of took a shift for me, mm-hmm. and I I kind of got a little worried for the king. This this movie essentially kind of turned into like a stalker movie to me. <laughs> you show up at this guy's RV, wake him up, fucking damn near almost just bust in, and then just kind of like take him everywhere and push him into all these situations. Nobody questions these two anywhere they go. 
they just kind of take over his fucking life. The window scene. I want to I want to mention the window scene where David Arquette and Scotty Conn are trying to like convince uh-huh. him. All I could think was David Arquette and Airheads trying to get <laughs> oh, back yeah. in the fucking studio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after some finagling and some uh, tr- motorhome wrestling, <laughs> they do convince Jimmy King to try to regain his honor. And he wakes them up by almost pissing on him. It was clearly a fucking... But you could hear the open no, up. No, yes, it did can. not show the bottle until like two seconds. But you after hear you the, see the opening stream. of the bottle. It was just the hard cut of just very <laughs> fluid yellow liquid it, onto these two guys. And it came out super fast. No one pays that. Fast. With the <laughs> amount of shit that we've already seen in this movie, with the amount of human excrement. <laughs> It's not out of the fucking like wheelhouse <laughs> that they were pissed on to wake up. On a, yeah, in a movie that's so full of shit, you be telling me there's not gonna be a little piss, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Fair. So, being the shit boys that they are, they smuggle Jimmy King into the Nitro Arena in a fucking porta potty, and <laughs> the shit boys, the shit boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey shit boys how's the shit work so stupid <laughs> oh god and it. Jimmy King busts out of the porta potty during a DDP promo with uh, Vince McMahon <laughs> little little Vinny and now, and now it's fucking live and you gotta fucking all the stakes are on because fucking cage match for the belt million dollar purse but you're not gonna at least ask who the opponent is you're just signing up for a match well, it's DDP. It's for the championship. John. It's for the belt. He's a champion. There's the only, only one champ. I thought you watched wrestling, John. <laughs> Sorry. For so- well, I'm, no, I, my brain flash for it. Sting, oh, my is, brain just Sting shows up for some reason. I thought it was Sting, but I was like, no, it is DDP. Has <laughs> <laughs> this movie just sucked like yeah, that everything. many IQ points from you? <laughs> Guys, I, I'm coming off 10 Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> and then you get hit with Ready to Rumble. <laughs> Fucking Suicide Squad, Jared Leto one. <laughs> and now I'm watching Ready to Rumble. It's, I've been going through some shit, okay? <laughs> Look, I, when you're here, your family, something like that. But if they're going to fucking get Jimmy King to fucking, like, win this fucking match, they got to get some fucking help. So they take him to the number one wrestling trainer in the fucking goddamn world. Sal Bandini. Wanna wrestle? Sal motherfucking Bandini. <laughs> this dude has an infectious smile. Anytime he shows up, he just stuck. Yeah, right? Stuck in a smile. Uh, right? I want to point out to everybody in this room that that is Academy Award winner, Martin Landau. You don't say. Wow. I was wondering if he was like a real person. I just didn't know who he was. Well, he's portraying Stu Hart. Of the Hart family. Uh, (laughs) Oh, son of a gun. Who notoriously tortured the fuck out of people (laughs) that he was training. Down in the dungeon. In the dungeon. In the goddamn dungeon. (laughs) So who is this guy, this actor? This this actor is Martin Landau, who's a very, uh, he was a very big actor in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. When today was the 90s. And (laughs) he won a Best Supporting Actor for Ed Wood. Where he played Bella Lugosi. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what Jennifer Coolidge sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> out. You know, he kind of reminded me of uh, Ian McShane and Hot Rod in this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And Sal Bandini teaches the king how to fucking like put on the fucking pressure, but he can't do it alone. He's got to fucking round up a posse. So he goes to fucking talk to Goldberg, and Goldberg's like, no, you're not a fucking professional. You asshole, you dropped me on my head. You're drunk. No, the hug you puked on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you puked on me. You were drunk in a match. I was your partner. <laughs> Again, Jimmy King. Mm. Like to party. I, honestly, one of the most unrealistic things in this movie is those two being tag team partners. Oh, my God. When they stand next to each other, yeah. and you're just like, oh, my God. Goldberg tried, you know. He was trying, trying to act. He in his introduction, I liked him, but once we got to like him in the cage, rooting <laughs> the, rooting the king, I was like, "Come on, Goldberg, <laughs> what is this?" Yeah, I was hoping he had some DDP energy throughout this movie, but no, 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 he definitely lost it very quickly. 
so during all this, Rose McGowan's in the mix. She's like the Nitro Girl, and again, the year of our Dark Lord 2000. We're throwing around the R word. We're throwing around the G bomb. This movie's not very uh, politically culturally correct. Well, man, that's 2000. That's 2000. And I can see why Rose McGowan threw this script away three times before her agent forced her to fucking do this movie and why she hated it the whole time. A thousand percent. That's that's all I thought about the entire movie is no wonder she didn't want to do this movie. This is the dumbest <laughs> thing. And not only that, you have to deal with David Arquette the yeah. whole time. Again! 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 But now he's like unleashed. He's like his whole other animal. And before you were... Uh, his sister, and now you have to be his girlfriend. Oh, oh. man! It, it's funny because before we watched it, you were you were saying Dan how you know she you know didn't want to be in it and and absolutely hated it, and you can see that on her face every oh, scene. I don't feel like she is trying at all. She's like, I'm just here to get paid and fucking go home, and I don't blame her. I don't blame her one bit. No, and she's a, essentially honeypotting fucking David Arquette for the Vince McMahon dude, Joey Pants. Joey Pants McMahon. <laughs> and giving that dude information on like what's going on with Jimmy King. They sent Perry Saturn and Sid Vicious over. <laughs> the muscle of the movie. <laughs> to go beat the shit out of Martin Landau. And he kind of beats the shit out of them for a while before they end up fucking beating the shit out of him. The old chair. Chair to the back. Okay, so he goes to the hospital after this scene. Mm-hmm. Does he go because of the chair or because he got kicked in the face? Because I don't, I, I don't really know which one. Because when you see him in the hospital, his neck's all done up, but he just got hit with a chair in the back. Did he sustain multiple injuries in one day? I'm assuming he got powerbombed. Like, <laughs> they just kept beating the shit out of him to make sure he was down. The rings you know? are sadder and, you know, it's just yeah. bound to happen. All of it. Because he could be playing possum, remember? So they had to, like, make sure. So they just keep beating the shit out of him until. <laughs> so that's why he looks for us. So they're at the hospital talking to Sal Bandini. Want to wrestle? <laughs> I love that. I want to get that sticker for my cards. Sal Bandini. Want to wrestle? <laughs> that's a deep, deep cut. Yeah, deep. <laughs> that one honk I get though. Oh. No, it won't be a honk. Someone's gonna try to run you off the road. <laughs> You're re-traumatizing them to the movie they watched. Yeah, and it'll be me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Storm. She's going to go to the back of the truck and pull out a fucking baseball bat. Oh, God. No, I've been watching a lot of Fast Furious, too. You never know what's going to happen. She's going to Tokyo drift right around, you motherfucker. (laughs) I'll get shot as the fucking sheriff. She's like, oh, God. And in the hospital, Sal Bandini gives them all like a motivational speech. The king has to be better. Everybody's got to fucking commit, yada, yada, yada. You got to hit him in the middle. You got to hit him where they're not expecting. You got to fight. Right up the gut. Right up the fucking center <laughs> rock. <laughs> not the rock, but that was a rocky one. <laughs> Meanwhile, David Arquette finds out Rose McGowan's been lying to him and honeypotting him. So he's like, fuck you, bitch. We're going back to our roots. And they go off to go, like, right their wrongs and clear their ledger on their journey to self-discovery to be better wrestlers. (laughs) So the king goes and makes amends with his wife and son and gets kicked in the fucking nuts. Two times. Tony, two times. (laughs) Boom! Good thing Booker T wasn't around or there would have been three more. They end up back in the hometown, and David Arquette gets kidnapped by his cop dad and taken away. I'm surprised he didn't get shot, honestly. And they round up the fucking best that this small town has to offer. Lusk, Wyoming, the best of the best. It's kind of slim pickings. Slim. Real slim. The chewer. <laughs> <laughs> No, the fireman, I feel like, was a good choice, though. He, he might not be bad. Yeah, he, he hosed the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, the, uh, did anything ever happen with those people? No. They just stood by the ring. They didn't do anything, like, in the match or nothing. They literally stood backstage with Scotty Khan right before he got lit on fire, <laughs> and then they were in the ring waving at the end because <laughs> the people who came and saved Jimmy King were fucking Goldberg and fucking Billy Kidman. <laughs> 
Disco Inferno. And the Disco Inferno. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Book of Tea. Five times. Well, only like twice. Yeah, like twice. But they really need fucking David Arquette to come with them because he's the heart and soul of this whole operation, apparently. I don't know. David Arquette's character was kind of a piece of shit. The whole fucking, like, drive-through thing when he was being a dick to the drive-through girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, hold on. I have to say, oh, he brings fucking bananas. <laughs> fucking bananas. This dude was her. bringing fucking solid James Franco energy. He was stabbing food with one chopstick. Yeah. And eat. Yeah. Oh my. Zero God. chemistry. <laughs> Still better than Tom Green. Trust me. Oh, you no, weren't fucking I, there. No. You weren't fucking there. <laughs> what do you mean? Daddy, would you like some sausage? Oh, <laughs> flashbacks for weeks because of that <laughs> but deputy dewey can't do it because he's got his deputy exam in the morning so they have to go off on their own to go to nitro or fucking the royal bash in vegas mgm grand baby and they get the big old send off you know i mean they rolled into town got three rando people to fucking join their little <laughs> stable and then the, the fucking school marching band shows up to send them off. I think the whole town shows up. I think that's everybody. <laughs> and they go down to Vegas to, to start the fights. And we're getting it, and now we're at our main event. Ding, ding, ding. Bell. No, you say that before the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback humor. <laughs> and we're at our crescendo moment. Joey Pants takes the ring, says the stipulations of the match. And this is where it's unveiled. And this was the first time that anyone had ever seen this. Okay. Let me let me let me frame it from a timeline standpoint. We are a couple of years past mankind getting thrown off the cell by The Undertaker in 1998. Never forget. Never forget. Never. <laughs> By God, he's broken in half. And WCW is like, we need to fucking like one up this cell thing that WWF's doing. WWF at the time, WWE now, whatever. Fucking Panda. Hey, we don't have to worry about the World Wildlife Fund. I don't think they're going to listen. <laughs> because the WCW in this movie unveiled the triple cell, which they actually used twice. Did they really? Yes, they did. They had two triple cell matches. Wow. I mean, I think we need more triple cell. I mean, WWE is essentially has all of WCW. They can take anything they want. Bring the triple cell back. What are we doing? So they unveiled this in this movie and then brought it back to like the actual show twice? Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there were actually triple cell matches. Before the match, Joey Pants fucking threatens Sting. He's going to murder him. (laughs) I will kill you. Jesus. Which, you know, first off, Sting in the Crow era. Again, you're of our Dark Lord 2000. We're all into it. Oh, I, I still love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sting's fucking great. That face paint's so fucking cool. Yeah. And then we get to our fight, and Jimmy King's battling it out with fucking Diamond Dallas Page. And there's fucking shenanigans about DDP pulls out some fucking handcuffs. Scotty Khan kidnaps DDP, put to the fucking cage with the fucking flower like Mr. Fuji. A lot of shenanigans. All sorts of wrestling shenanigans and fuckery. And. But then, then the cheatery happens, and the bad the bad guys rush the ring to beat the hell out of the king. And this is the part where you would expect the three people that he recruited from the small town, which was the <laughs> fireman, the guy that could spit tobacco, and the pretty girl that rips off her clothes, would actually come in and do something. But no, it's Goldberg and Disco <laughs> and Booker T and Kidman. I mean, wouldn't you want those people on your side more than the, the three-town randos, though? Yes, please. Very true, but the person you really need on your side is goddamn Kid Rock, because ba wit ba da bang da bang diggy diggy deputy Dewey flying <laughs> down the ramp in a motorcycle and endangering the lives of four people who are superstars for a world wrestling organization. Ooh. That was a risky little move there. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I don't even think Vinnie Mac would let that fucking happen. Fuck no. No, he's a smart businessman. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking flies the goddamn motorcycle through the ring, breaks down the fucking door. I mean, I've seen Goldberg rip open some fucking locks before. I don't know why he couldn't fucking do it. Well, I've also seen Goldberg give himself a concussion trying to open a door, so... 
That's true. That's true. He's forgetful at times. You know one weird thing about like, no, not even one weird thing about. Okay, a thing about this movie, like at this part, is I feel like the whole movie it was like kind of like David Arquette and the other. I don't know who's the other guy's name. Scotty Con. Scotty Con were like co-leads, and then Scotty Con was just kind of like seemed like the main guy of the movie. And then I feel like all of a sudden, David Arquette is now our main character in the main hero of the movie. What? Well, he, he was going to be WCW champion. They had to build yeah. him back up. Give him the name. push. The law. The law. I will bust you. <laughs> His fucking dad. Anyways. So the good guys come in, lay waste to the bad guys. Jimmy King and DDP fight their way up the fucking cages. Wrestling drama, wrestling drama. They're in the top cage. Sting comes down. Knocks DDP down to the fucking lower cage because he turns on Joey Pants. Yeah, caca, bitches. And Jimmy King gets his belt, climbs up the cage and defeats DDP at the top. And he wins and then gives both David Arquette and Scotty Khan jobs. Legitimately, anybody can show up at WCW and just hand out jobs, I think. Yeah, that's how it works. Because, I mean, realistically, David Arquette and Scotty Conn are the reason why the King got his job back. Now he's paying it forward. You guys want to go be? Oh, wait. Whoops. Cut two. We're back at the gas station from the opening scene. And Goldberg fucking... <laughs> Kurt Angle, Shane O'Max, the fucking cashier through the fucking window. <laughs> committing assault. Let, let's just be honest about this. This guy's not a wrestler. No. Like, it's bad enough that in this ring, like, people are beating the shit out of each other. Joey Pants gets fed to the crowd, and he gets the shit kicked out of him. All those people are going to jail. The law's right there. He will bust you. (laughs) There's a lot of assault that's not getting taken care of in this movie. Yeah, I wonder why. Because their police is a joke. (laughs) How dare you? Well, I mean, the police's only answer is we can shoot this person and let them fight it out. One of the two. No middle ground. They settle it themselves. Can we just talk about Goldberg just in full wrestling gear at the gas station? Does he just walk around like that in everyday life? And this movie ends in the most 11-year-old boy thing with a fucking Hummer <laughs> with a hot tub in the back. And, and who's some in girls. the back? Sal Bandini want to wrestle. <laughs> Damn right. He's okay, ladies and gentlemen. He is just fine. It felt like a Zoolander kind of ending. <laughs> kind of. What a ride. And that was ready to rumble. <laughs> Just rumbled my socks off. Snort. You know what the best part of it was? <laughs> when it got that it's when over. It's over. No, not even that. Not even that. <laughs> not even oh, that no. was good. <laughs> no, because after that, you get the little fucking blooper reel bullshit. It was the best part was when the credits start rolling. <laughs> you didn't like the, nu- the no nut bloopers. Oh. No, no. Nothing about that's funny to me. Like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. I feel feel so bad that Super Slim Summer is ending on such a sour note for you, Snort. I feel like Brock Lesnar just came in and destroyed John Cena in like 30 seconds. (laughs) F5. You're like the crying kid in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes at the main event, you have to disappoint the crowd, John. You have to. That's part of it. Exactly. You got to keep the story going. I'm a full supporter of it. And just please everybody. Then everyone (laughs) get what they want and ruin wrestling be ruined. See, this is just going to build Snort up for the next movie that we watch because you can't go lower than the basement. There you go. And that's <laughs> no, like I need to watch Scream tonight to like wash this off. There of you me. go. There you go. <laughs> do you do you guys think that this movie is the cause of like the death of WCW? Is this why they lost the money? Oh War? yeah, yes. I, I'm pretty yes. sure because well, I the think invasion they were, was a couple of years after this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I thought they were already kind of like, and this was like, oh fuck, let's just yeah. let's try to get something out there. Well, because this came out in 2000, I think the invasion was 2001. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that Eric Bischoff is missing from this movie. Exactly. (laughs) He took his money and ran. He's like, no, fuck, I'm out. I ain't even playing with this shit. I do have a question about this. Do you know, like, was their plan, like, when they were making this movie to make him champion? Or was it, like, this is our promo plan? Like, well, I think it was, like, a cross-promotion. Like, oh, we're going to promote the movie by making him champion. 
we're going to promote the brand by making him champion because then people are going to talk about the brand. Oh. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> okay. So apparently this movie was supposed to end on a completely different note. Oh, where yeah. in the locker room, DDP was supposed to be sitting there and David Arquette and Scotty Khan were going to walk in with Jimmy King. And Jimmy King and DDP were going to greet each other and be like, dude, that was a great story. Like, good storyline, good work, let's go have a beer. Like, end it like the entire bit was just, like, wrestling. Wow, that would have been... I, I mean, I like that ending a lot more, honestly. Do you think it's like they didn't want to, like, expose the business? They can't be friends behind the scenes. You can't break the fourth wall. You can't <laughs> you break the fourth wall. You should have if you were going down. That would have been epic. I, I'm into it. And that's more to this movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> but what a great twist that could have been. You just throw rules out the window. Fuck it. They can be friends. It's fine. DDP's like, ha, dude. I got some yoga I can show you too. <laughs> and then we'll slam some brews. I'll be fine. Fucking DDP yoga. Out here He was lives. so cool though he back was. then. The hair, the tattoos, the bang. So cool. Everyone did the diamond cutter. Well, put I'm... the hands up. Well, Growing up, everyone. Where the RKO came from, he fucking stole it from DDP. What a piece of crap. All right, ladies and gents, but that was fucking ready to rumble. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Super Slam Summer has come to an end. Well, I didn't like the finale. I didn't like the main event. But I liked the rest of the match card. Hey, to be fair, isn't that kind of how wrestling always goes, though? Usually. <laughs> Usually you Fuck. end the not the pay per view <laughs> disappointed. Hey, amen. We watch about two pay per views a year, and that's about it for the past couple of years. And every fucking time, Roman Reigns is champion. I'm not even invested in a mad. What the fuck? But at <laughs> least we got our special Super Slam Summer Rumble surprise entrant, Frank, Yay. to come and watch yeah. the Ready to Rumble with us. I really appreciate the invite. It was a blast. Snort. Thanks for the pizza rolls. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, we went full 13-year-old fucking uh, kid. We got Slim Jims. We got fucking Code Red Mountain Dew. We got pizza rolls. We got Doritos. Snort went all out on the snack platter. for. It was, uh, it was excellent. It's like the <laughs> snacks you need to watch this type of <laughs> fucking movie. Yeah, but that is going to do it for this week. But coming up next, we're going to take a little bit of a summer break because school's motherfucking out. We're going to be taking a brief hiatus, about two weeks. Mm-hmm. But then we're coming back with a new series. Because it's the summer days. Summer days. I like that. Mm, puts me in a summer haze. Oh. Because for our summer days special, we're going to be reviewing a bunch of things that bring us back to the summers of our childhood. Culminating in the release of Barbie at the end of June. Shit. I am so fucking excited for Barbie. Oh my god. This is what I've been waiting for all year. Yeah, I, I'm trying to, because I think they just released a trailer yesterday, like a full trailer, and I'm trying to avoid it so hard. And I'm, it's going to play at some point, but I, I don't need anything. I'm fucking sold. It's going to be great. Let's go party. I have watched the new trailer. Uh Come on, Barbie. Let's go, Barbie. Yeah. It's so yeah. I'm so excited and stoked for this fucking movie. It's going to be so great. Yeah, Margot Robbie is one of my favorites, so I'm very excited. And Ryan Gosling. Oh is my god! <laughs> yeah, we're going to be doing a bunch of fun movies leading up to that that bring us back and remind us of our youths after our hiatus. So everybody have a good summer, and if you want to follow along with our break content and our summer days, they're following. Make sure to follow along on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Podcast. Make sure to leave us five stars, leave a review, subscribe, follow, all of the things, wherever you listen to us at. Do it. Well, that is going to do it for this week. So if you see four people climbing the turnbuckles for a four-post massacre... But they're all really, really high. <laughs> Come over and say hi. That might just be us. Okay, bye. Ah, bye. Bye. Fuck yeah. Uh, uh, four. Four. Post. Massacre. Oh,
is only in the root down. Where the reggae is a place, see the daughter them must sway by the DJ and DJ. Not even that. I think oh, you were she at, was you, pizza I was, Yeah, I was making pizza rolls. Yeah, I know you missed time. it. it was so it's good. okay. In the words of Limp Bizkit, keep pizza rolling, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Pants over there. <laughs> he cracked me up. What? Who was that? The Sinclair guy. The, the McMahon. Sinclair. The Vince McMahon. The Booker. Oh. Like, yeah. No, no. What? Booker T comes up later. <laughs> <laughs> what are you calling him? Joey Pants. Why? Because that's his fucking name. Joey fucking <laughs> Pants. That's his name in real life? His real name is Joe Pantleonos. Oh. So you call him Joey Pants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really need Johnny Legs Johnny Pants in a movie yeah, Johnny Legs Johnny Joe Pants <laughs> Pants and Legs They go together I had no idea that was that guy's name Yeah, Joey Pants I thought you were <laughs> just making shit up honestly See, you're just as confused as me